Look for 7 at 7 local streaming news from the Las Vegas Review Journal. Find it on your smartphone at the RJ app or it's available on Roku TV, Fire TV and Apple TV. Download the app and you're ready to go for 7 at 7. You're listening to Vegas Nation. It's Wednesday, which means it's time for takeaways with me, Heidi Fang. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another Takeaways edition of the Vegas Nation podcast. This podcast is brought to you by the Las Vegas Review Journal and also presented to you by Blue Wire Hustle. I'm your host, Heidi Fang. You can find me on Twitter at Heidi Fang. And today, my lineup is full of Raiders. So you're going to want to make sure to hit subscribe wherever you're listening. I've got Darren Waller for you. I got Josh Jacobs for you. I also was able to catch up with John Gruden and Derek Carr at their availabilities during training camp early this week. So let's get it going first with Darren Waller, the Raiders tight end who put on his own football camp out here in Las Vegas, the Darren Waller Youth Football Camp. And I was able to catch up with him for a few minutes about the camp, the program, everything that he's doing to put back into the community, because this program gives to underprivileged children who otherwise wouldn't be able to afford a camp like this to be able to test themselves, to be able to enjoy a sport that we all love, football. So he gave this opportunity to about 100 kids, all from underprivileged areas of Las Vegas and all great from three to eight uh, at this football camp girls and boys both so he participated in every drill he had a giant smile across his face the entire time so just what a pillar uh, for the Raiders to have as somebody who goes out to work with all the youth in the community he's somebody that has an electricity about him when he's working with these kids and the people that he's reaching out to so let's hear now from Raiders tight end Darren Waller I just wanted to get like how this all came together from you and just what it means for you to be able to be a part of this and help in the community. Uh, you know, I, I want to be around the kids and show them that, uh, you know, somebody that does what I do. Um, I'm not far removed from them. I can be here with them, help them have fun, help let them know that, you know, they don't have to be perfect in anything that they're doing, but as long as they have a good attitude, give their best effort in what they do, you know, things are going to work out for them in the long run. So just getting a little bit of that today. Yeah, uh, for some of these kids, this is maybe their first chance out here. What kind of messages do you put out for them like, as you speak to them or as you work with them? Yeah, I would just say uh, you don't have to be perfect your first go-around at these drills. You know, as long as you're listening and doing the best that you can, that, that's all that matters. You know, it's, a, it's all about progress. You know, you don't have to be the best at it right now. I was never really the best player in high school, college, or when I first got into the NFL, but I kept improving. So it's just focusing on, you know, as long as you continue to get better and as long as you continue to watch people around you, listen to the coaches, uh, you know, things are going to turn out well. You know, 8-8, eight eight, how do we get better? How does the Raider come back and maybe get into the playoffs this year? Uh, yeah, offensively, just continuing to build on the foundation uh, and continue to get better in the red zone. Uh, defensively, uh, I feel like they're going to improve drastically this year uh, just from a more simple scheme and just going out there and be able to let their talents show and show how good players they really are. So uh, I'm looking forward to great things this year. Just got a couple more for you. I got to ask you about Ruggs and Brian Edwards because yeah. you guys are all part of the same team offensively. And right. I wanted to know from your perspective how much you've seen them come along. What's the kind of energy like right now with that group? Right. They're, they're super talented guys uh, and guys that have really good heads on their shoulders. So they know that, you know, in the process of how your career goes, things aren't may not be, you know, fireworks out the gate. But as long as you continue to trust the process and show up and do what you need to do and continue to do the work, 
I mean, I'm looking forward to those guys doing amazing things and us just having a, a balanced, explosive offense. What can you tell us about some of the things that uh, we can look forward to as far as you and the community coming up? Uh, yeah, you know, as far as uh, my foundation, uh, we have a fundraising event on September 27th uh, coming up. Uh, and with that, one of the things that we're doing is uh, we're funding people to go to treatment uh, with grant programs. So that's the thing we're going to start rolling out, sending somebody to treatment every month and, you know, just really impacting lives, getting people to have that experience that I had to help me turn my life around. And so we're trying to do those things and put it in forth. How much has it meant for you to be able to help Max with that? Because I know he talked to me recently and he talked about his journey and how he's glad to have you there as somebody that can help him along as well. What has that meant to you? Uh, I mean, it's awesome. Like, I feel like the best thing that you can do is, you know, be of service to somebody else, help somebody else along their journey. And uh, I got to give credit to Max because he's done a lot of the work himself. You know, I, no one can make him do it. He's chosen to do it and wake up and embrace that challenge every single day. So it's been an honor to see him grow and to, you know, walk on a similar path with him. It's, a, it's an honor to be his teammate. Okay, let's keep it going here with running back Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs was part of the Battle for Vegas charity softball tournament that donated to different programs throughout Las Vegas, and they were able to raise about $175,000 for the community. And Josh Jacobs spoke to me during the lead-up to this event, which the Raiders won, by the way. 25-16 was the final over the Golden Knights. This is going to be kind of an annual tournament that they hold over at the Las Vegas ballpark. A lot of Raiders were out there. I saw Violator. I saw Raiders. Senor, I saw Gorilla Rilla. So all the guys were out and uh, supporting the Raiders in the community. And uh, Josh Jacobs spoke to me not just about that opportunity to be able to do this. Josh Jacobs spoke to me about Kirby Wilson's departure. We talked about the upcoming season. And I'm also joined here with your boy Q in the line of questioning with Josh Jacobs as we got into things heading into the 2021 season. It's definitely cool because um, I'm fans of them, you know what I'm saying? I actually went to a game and they actually made me like hockey fans. So just to see them again and see them come out here and actually compete against them is definitely dope. Who's the best hitter on the team? I, I would say Ruggs. I mean, because you see he just won the MVP at, at Jarvis Landry's uh, softball charity event. So I'm, I'm going to say Ruggs, yeah. People don't know he actually tried out for uh, for the MLB in uh, high school. So yeah, Ruggs is, Ruggs is a little bit legit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They think you're moving you in as a pinch runner? Man, hopefully. Look, I can do that. Still some bases or something. <laughs> Marcus said he was going to actually have you lead, bat leadoff. Oh, no. Marcus tried to do that last year. I mean, well, two years ago, it didn't go too good. So I don't know. We might need to change our game plan. With Marcus leading this team and kind of having been a mentor to you, what does that mean for you to have him out here? Man, it means everything. I mean, Marcus, that, this is actually where I met Marcus officially um, two years ago, and he's been mentoring me ever since. Um, I mean, just to speak on who he is and what he did in the NFL and what type of man he is. Um, he's, he's been a great mentor to me, and I mean, just to come out and play with him and hopefully get the win, it's going to be awesome. I'm excited for you to have a training camp around the corner and be a, a normal training camp, kind of a normal, normal training camp, yeah. as opposed to what it was last season. Oh, I'm ready to honestly get back to it. I feel like this has been the longest offseason of my life, um, and it's crazy because I've been going around training crazy this year um, and, and all them types of things, but I feel like it's been so long, you know what I'm saying? I'm just ready to get around the guys and get the camaraderie and um, 
try to see what this team this year will do. You know what I'm saying? Try to try to lay them, them brick layers and uh, put it all together. How exciting is it to have your uh, backfield mate and your uh, old college teammate, Kenny Drake? Man, man, that's dope. When they asked me about him, so before we had got Ken, they, they brought me in the room and they was like, what, what's your thoughts and things like that? I'm like, man, get him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like any any addition that we can add to the team, especially the, the, the X factor that he brings. You know what I'm saying? He's he's the uh, different type of cat. Um, just to see what he does in act in addition to our team and what he can bring, even if they use him in the return game too, um, it's, it's gonna be huge. What what is it the Raider fans don't know about him yet? Because they just see a running back and say, okay, we got two running backs. But the thing that people don't know about Ken, he's a big like, um, what is that called? But what is the word? Astrology freak. Okay. Yeah, he's okay. really into like he's okay. really into yeah. to the stars and stuff okay. like that. Yeah, yeah, he's into nice. that a lot. So your signs align? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally. Um, what's it been like? I mean, Kirby Wilson kind of left, and yeah. So what's it been like right now inside the running back room? That's a great question. Um, honestly, Kirby called me before he uh, made the decision, um, and I think he called the whole room. Uh, but he he called me. He was like, man, I'm talking to you because I wanted to let you know that this is the decision I'm gonna make. Um, he gave me the reasons of why he was feeling like he needed to leave. Um, and, and ultimately, man, I mean, he's been doing this for what, like almost 20 years. I mean, he, he missed a lot of time with his family and things like that that he just wanted to get, you know what I'm saying? So as a man, I respected it. As a, as a father, I respected it. Um, so, I mean, I it, it, I hate to see him go. He's my favorite coach, like almost all the time, man. He's just the, the way he controls the room and the way he goes about work every day, he makes it fun. He makes it like, he makes you want to go out there and give him everything you have. Um, so, man, I'm, I'm definitely going to miss him. And whoever they bring him in, I just hope it's just as half, at least half of what Kirby do, man. Um, and I think we'll be good. We got a good running back group. All of the running backs are tight. Um, we actually about to go on a running back uh, RB dinner uh, in a couple of days before camp starts. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely been cool. Do you have the same kind of connection with Leatherwood as you do with Kenyon, being that they're both from Alabama? Uh, see, with, with, with Wood, it's a little different because Wood is a different kind of guy. But Wood, he, he, he doesn't say too much. He's just one of them guys that he kind of just like comes in and he, he works and he goes about his business, you know what I'm saying? But he's definitely a cool dude. We had a connection even in college. Um, his roommate, Jed, they stay right across the hall from me in the dorms and stuff. So we always been kind of close. Let's take a quick break right there. And when I come back, John Gruden and Derek Carr are in the lineup. If you love listening to us here on Vegas Nation, what's stopping you from grabbing a mic and starting your own show? And there's no place better to host than Blue Wire Hustle. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, Access to our community discord and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. On top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is you can get all of this for just $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So if you're ready to do more than just listen to us talk about your favorite team, then make your voice heard and hustle. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com join. Check out the description box in this episode to find out more, but that's bwhustle.com join. 
Please check out our new 7 at 7 newscast weekdays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Get every bit of local news you need in seven minutes from the Las Vegas Review-Journal. Welcome back to the Takeaways edition of the Vegas Nation podcast. It's Heidi Fang here. And up next, John Gruden. John Gruden greeted the media on the opening day of training camp, which was Tuesday. That's yesterday for some of you who are listening to this on Wednesday as it's released. And John Gruden spoke about what it's going to be like this season for some faces that the Raiders really are looking forward to seeing. He talked about Divine Diablo's injury as well, so I have an update on that in this podcast. So here we go with John Gruden. And first, what he's looking forward to seeing out of a guy named Nicholas Moreau. He's one of my uh, most, uh, um, I guess, he might be one of my favorite players. This is his time. You know, if you know anything about Morrow, uh, you have to tell me where he went to college and where exactly that is. He comes from a very obscure background. Uh, if you watched him play college football, he was returning kickoffs. Uh, he was playing all over the place. He comes to the Raiders. He makes it as a rookie. He finds a way to get on the field. And now he's got a chance, I think, to be a captain for us. I think he's got a chance to be a different difference maker for us in the middle of our defense. But um, time will tell. We've got a long way to go, but uh, I really like him. He's had a great spring. And um, I think he's on the rise. I think his time is right now. John, uh, Divine Diablo, uh, can you shed any light on, on that situation? Also, Cameron Muse coming back from his toe injury. Where does he kind of fit? Yeah, Muse can run. Uh, he can really run. He played safety at Clemson. You know, no offseason program. No, I'm not making excuses. It was tough on him. And then he got hurt. So here's another draft choice that is completely an unsolved mystery, but uh, he's healthy, he's ready to go. Richard Smith has been coaching linebackers for the last 30 years in this league. He likes them. Uh, he's going to be a special teams contributor, I know that. Uh, Divine Diablo tweaked his knee. Uh, he had a knee procedure done. We expect to have him back in the next couple weeks. But here's another young guy that can really run. He has a, a bright eye. Uh, a really alert, I think, understanding of football, and he's got a, a big upside for us. John, uh, you mentioned some, uh, your defensive line. Uh, Tim Carroll, before the injury of COVID-19 last year, was great now uh, among the best in the league, really, top 15 or so. Um, where does he stand uh, going into the year three now? I don't know who does all these grades. You know, we got a lot of grades out there. Uh, my grades aren't very good, so I don't agree with a lot of the grades, but... Uh, you know, Farrell, uh, he's a good player. He's, he's a good player. He's unique. I think he's unique because he can play right end. He can play left end. He's a good run defender. I think he's, his best pass rush might be inside. Uh, and you saw that against the Jets when we allowed him to do that last year. But certainly he's going to be competing. Uh, he and Carl Nassib, who had a, had a really good spring, uh, you know, they're going to have to earn their snaps. And uh, if you know Clee, you know he will compete, and you probably should count on him being a big part of this. Are you looking for from your young white receivers, especially now that they have time to build chemistry with Derek Carr, like Rubs and Brian? Yeah, you have no idea how much I'm excited about those guys. I, I mean, I, got, I think I hurt my arm hugging Rugs when he walked in today, you know. Uh, Ruggs got hurt in the first game last year against Carolina. I think he caught a bomb, and then we ran a quick out uh, in, in Charlotte. He got hurt. Uh, managed to play a little bit against New Orleans, but then he missed the Patriot game, missed a couple games, uh, and then he had COVID. Um, 
Look, he's, he's a difference maker with his speed. You know, he can beat you bad with speed. And I think uh, the more experience he gets with Derek, uh, with Brian, with Hunter Renfro and Waller and the guys, I think the better and better he's going to get. And I think he learned from Al Aguilar. And we're going to miss Nelson Aguilar. And uh, that's one of the reasons why John Brown is here, because uh, Brown can make big plays at top speed. And he can teach Henry, you know, how to run certain routes that he hasn't run before. But it's a unique group of receivers. They're great guys. And I don't want uh, anybody to forget Zay Jones. Uh, I don't think we have a better conditioned athlete than Zay Jones. And Keelan Doss is another guy that if you saw him when he got here and you saw him when he walked in today, it would, it would really impress you. He's obviously uh, going to compete too. Derek Carr also had the opportunity to speak, and I really was interested as I asked John Gruden about the chemistry building between Carr and some of the receivers, and that's also what Carr discussed in his media availability on Wednesday. So here's a little nugget from Derek Carr on that. One thing around here, it's been nice because we've had some carryover in the last couple years, you know, um, to where, you know, not only is it a new guy and running new routes, you know, you know, when you're adding people like smoke, right? He, not only is he coming in and he's a new guy, I got to learn how he cuts on certain routes. They all cut differently, you know, and they all want to run a route certainly, certainly different. But you're teaching them a system too. Well, we don't have a lot of guys like that. You know, it's really him, Willie, you know, some of the young guys. But, you know, Hunter's played, Zay's played, um, you know, Brian has played in this offense, Henry's played in this offense, you know, and it, it helps the, uh, the relationship part, you know, uh, you know, going forward. You've played games with these guys. So when I'm like, hey, remember such and such play in Denver, you know, hey, third, third, third down of the game, I need you to, I need you to run it like this, you know, more like this. And they have recall of that. Whereas with a whole bunch of new guys, it makes it harder because you don't have that, you know, you're just kind of talking through it, watching it on a TV screen. And then, all right, now I need you to go do it physically. So, um, Having only a few of those guys, it helps because you're not you're not having to, you know, kind of teach a guy. Hey, I need. Can you do it like this? Or can you, I know you did it like that, but I just feel comfortable if you do it like this, you know, and kind of mixing those worlds. And really, with these guys, um, we spend so much time together. You know, I I would challenge these guys in the off season, you know, just to see what they would say. You know, it's our off time. We don't have anything that we have to do, but they'd be like, Hey, let's throw it back. Perfect. See you at 5:45. You know, and they'd be like deal like every one of them to the man was like yeah see you there and that I was just kind of just testing them you know I just wanted to see if they'd be like well can we go at you know eight can we go you know I just wanted to see what they'd say and they were like deal so I was like dang I gotta wake up <laughs> you know <laughs> uh, but it was impressive because when you do something like that you, you grow certain bonds you know with guys and I think our relationships are super strong so I'm excited about it as, as Henry transitions transitions into year two um, getting in the ball a little bit more I know that yeah. a lot of it is on plays that are being called, what he's yeah. doing with the ball, building confidence uh, with you and, and with, with uh, John. Uh, is he getting to that point? Um, do you feel like where yeah. you guys, he's starting to show you the things that he, you need to see and John Gruden needs to see to be more of a focal point? Yeah, I think so. Um, it's hard because, uh, you know, without the pads and without like those live reps, you know, it's hard. But like from where we're at right now, I would say absolutely. You know, um, you know, this isn't, the one thing that's different about this, it's not high school where like, it's like, man, I'm just gonna throw to my favorite guy, <laughs> you know, like, I don't care what the play is, we'll make it work, you know. You know, this, this, you know, a lot of, has, a lot of it has to do with, you know, we have a guy in Darren Waller, you know, it's hard to, 
you know, if you're calling the plays, it's hard to not call his number every time, you know. And, uh, you know, I think that Henry is getting into that place where I think that I think the feeling is like he wants it, you know, like and he's going to not ask for it. He's just going to go show you if that if I hopefully I made that picture correct, you know, and it's 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 exciting. because I think everyone that saw him, I mean, he looks bigger, you know, uh, you know, he's he's hopefully I'll get him to roll his sleeves up a little bit, you know, and uh, show those guns off. But he you could tell the mindset was I'm going to go work to be better at what I think I need to be better at. And when he showed back up, the um, the violence he was running his routes with, the speed he was coming off the ball with, you you know, it made you okay. You know, like it it was like you could feel it. You know, as as Mr. Mayock would say, you could feel his speed, you could feel his presence. And I think the more he just gets comfortable in this offense, he's definitely comfortable around me. He's comfortable around Gressy. Then he's hugging him, joking with him. You know, all that. And uh, those are all good signs. You know, for uh, hopefully being able to give him we. I wish everybody could catch 100 balls, you know. Uh, I really do. But, uh, again, it's hard to take some away from Darren when he's been so productive and, and good for us. You know, if, if Darren had, you know, WR next to his name in the depth chart, no one would care, you know. The fact that it's a tight end, like, well, why don't we get it to the, you know, that just is what it is. You know, if, if, if Henry can show when we put the pads on and all that, uh, I, which I'm fully confident he will, then, yeah, absolutely, I can see that happening. Here's some thoughts as my takeaways. I wrap things up from training camp. It's really interesting to start seeing how the NFL is dealing with COVID protocols, with players, with media, with staff, how things are starting to come back to the norm that we're used to. And I'm going to tell you, it won't be 100% everything that you're used to. But as for me, we're starting to see it return to normalcy. We're starting to see that we can be in the same rooms as John Gruden and Derek Carr both came into the room. It was the first time I hadn't been on a Zoom call since March 2020, which was pretty amazing being that we're able now to look these guys in the eye. We're able to develop that rapport with them. And that's something that I've said all along. It's very important for reporters to do when we're trying to re- and bring back facts to you about a team is when we can look somebody in the eye, it's not just about the answer that they're giving. It's about the body language. It's about the presence that they have when they're answering it. You can tell if somebody liked or didn't like your question right off the bat. So it's always a good thing to be able to see that return for us to be able to speak to all the players and the coaches and to have that accessibility again it's really important for what we do and I'm glad that I was able to see that as far as being on the field I tell you there's a lot of hungry Raiders out there a lot of aggressive Raiders out there a lot of Raiders that are listening and paying such close attention to the coaches and all that they have to offer as they get into training camp you see so many fresh faces as well with the rookies and undrafted free agents that were brought in this year And I'm still looking for who is going to spark. I'm keeping my eyes out on Jimmy Morrissey on the offensive line. I'm keeping my eyes out on Dylan Stoner in the wide receiver department and DJ Turner as well, who John Gruden mentioned. And I'm looking, of course, to see what a lot of the defensive rookies that they brought in are going to do. Malcolm Coons, when Devon Diablo comes back, maybe we can get more of a glimpse of him in the coming weeks. But I really can't wait for everything to play out, especially... As John Gruden mentioned earlier, and you could have heard uh, this on the First and Ten podcast if you subscribe to that, he talked about the secondary. And in that secondary, with Tyree Gillespie coming in, with Damon Arnett, with Nevin Lawson, with guys like Casey Hayward, with 
Trayvon Mullen, uh, and so many other names that I could just go on and on and how they're going to shake out who is in what position, what a nickel package looks like, who's going to be out there when they're playing three deep. It's one of these things that we don't know yet, and we're going to have to wait and see how it all plays out in camp. And so to me, that's the most exciting thing to be watching right now is the secondary and the cornerbacks and safeties, how everything will play out for them, because that is going to be an area that really needs to improve for the Raiders to make a push for the playoffs in the 2021 season. But that'll do it for me here today on the Takeaways edition of the Vegas Nation podcast. Make sure to keep up with all of your Raiders news on VegasNation.com as well as LVRJ.com. Follow me on Twitter at Heidi Fang. I'll put out as much as I can whenever I can and have the chance to during training camp to keep you updated with what's going on with the silver and black. But for now, that'll do it for me. Thank you so much for listening. Use your mobile phone to get seven minutes of nonstop news from the Las Vegas Review Journal. Seven at seven, weekdays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m.